0: Welcome to the MCG Podcast. In this episode, MCG Managing Principal Rob McCarvel, Principal Erin Malloy, and Consultant Tanya LaRue debunk five myths about outsourcing revenue cycle management that keep practices and ASCs from looking into options that could increase their revenue. Hi everyone, this is Leah, your host, and today I'm here with some of the key players on our MCG Revenue Cycle Management team. We have Tanya LaRue. Hi, Leah. We have Erin Malloy. Hello and Rob McCarville.
1: Hi, Leah. Happy to be here.
0: Okay. So you guys recently wrote an article on the top five myths about outsourcing revenue cycle management. And I wanted to take this episode to kind of let you guys talk to that and kind of explain those myths and maybe debunk them. Before we do that, Rob, could you start off by giving a brief summary of revenue cycle management for people who aren't super familiar with it?
1: Absolutely, Leah. Yes. Our our RCM team began a little over 13 years ago, and it's started as obviously a a need for several of our clients in needing to support their total revenue cycle management for both their practice and their surgery center. And over the course of 13 years, our our group dedicated to that that function has certainly grown over time and, and currently services around 12 clients, again, both practices and surgery centers. and and again provides a full service support for the RCM needs of our clients. The the full services start with the insurance verification of that patient as they're coming in for surgery or for an office visit, and then goes from the patient being seen, our group filing those claims, doing the follow-up as insurance submits and and reimburses to the center or doesn't reimburse to, to the center or the practice, our group works those uh, denials and or payments, posts those payments to patients' accounts, follows up with insurance to, to again, work anything that uh, is a low pay, no pay, or any discrepancy in, in those payments for, for the services provided, and then follows up with patients as needed. Patients utilize our 1-800 number to, to call our RCM team with any questions on their bills, and any follow-up with payment plans that might be necessary and then taking that through to to finalizing the the closeout of of that episode of care and uh, then the, the reporting back to the client on a monthly basis on the activity for that month's work.
0: Well great so I mean we can just start out with myth number one so these are all myths that are basically circulating that you may have already heard or you may already believe and um, the first one is outsourcing RCM is only for businesses who don't have someone in house. So Erin could you kind of speak to that first?
2: Sure Leah. Um, we actually have a great example because we have a client um, in Georgia and we don't actually provide full services for them. Uh, they had a need and we um, wanted to help them with that need. So we have a group of two or three individuals, I believe, that solely work on this client, but all they're, they're doing is working the accounts receivable management, working denials, appeals, uh, contacting the insurance companies to make sure the claims are paid. If the client just has a specific need, we can see if we can meet that need, if it makes sense. Um, but definitely medical billing and, and the full revenue cycle management Function is, is becoming much more complicated and, and the need for the expertise needed to get that job done, it's harder to find in one individual. So you may need just help with your coding. We've got people here that are certified coders that that's all they spend their time on just to help work with the diagnosis codes or the modifiers or something like that. And just depending on what it is, You might utilize a service to do auditing for you, just spot auditing to make sure that your employees are doing a good job or just to review the AR to make sure that there's nothing glaring, um, no fraud going on, worst case scenario, um, things like that. Okay.
1: You know, certainly with the the support that may be needed for uh, a practice or surgery center that may have one or two people that are internal assisting with those functions. If something happens to those one or two people in their internal RCM team, certainly that can be very impactful to to the client and from a cash flow standpoint. And so that's one of the one of the areas that again, life happens, things happen, somebody becomes sick, an extended leave, heaven forbid they, they leave on with no notice and they take a new job elsewhere. Um, Those are some of the things, you know, the the downsides of having one or two people internal. Whereas working with an RCM outsourced group, you're not going to have that issue. Obviously, we have several staff members on our RCM team, so we have more than the the few people involved with with that client. There's others that can, can plug in and help out so that you don't have downtime. Um, and, and can keep the cash flow going on an ongoing basis and, and never have any hiccups in, in the service when, when you do have it outsourced to an RCM team.
3: Mm-hmm. And a follow-up note to Rob's mention of the team approach due to the the group that we have um, with outsourcing revenue cycle is the ability that that group, that outsource team brings of a wide expanse of the knowledge. And so whereas an internal team may have, you know, one to two billers, the the revenue cycle space is, is always changing. There are always updates to that are occurring at least on a quarterly basis. And when you have a larger team in place, then you have the ability to make sure you are staying as dynamic as you can and up to date with all of the changes that is one opportunity that is afforded with a larger revenue cycle team that's outsourced as opposed to maybe what someone experiences on an internal one to two person staff.
0: Right. Yeah. Well, let's move to myth number two, which is outsourcing RCM is too expensive. This is something that we hear often. So if that's what people are thinking. Rob, what do you think?
1: <laughs> Certainly on, on the surface, Outsourcing to an RCM group uh, likely is going to be more expensive when you, when you look at it on, a, on its base and, and look at the cost on a, uh, comparing to internal staff versus outsourcing and many times outsourcing that's going to be as a percentage of collections and or uh, other fee structures may be related to, to an FTE cost, but again, many times the RCM service is going to be a little more expensive on the surface. But again, that's that's just one component. Obviously, again, as I mentioned earlier, there's certainly some advantages of having an RCM team where that can counteract that that little bit higher cost because, again, that service and, and essentially having no downtime in service that that can improve your cash flow in your practice or surgery center that offsets that cost difference. And and so, and again, I would encourage people to to investigate what type of information can can that RCM team show you on potential improvements in collections activity where again, if the RCM team can show based on real live experience and, and data show that they've improved collections activity by 20% versus the, the current performance of the internal team, again, that's a significant dollars that can more than offset The potential cost increase for that RCM group to provide that service.
0: So it might be a little expensive on the surface, but the overall value could potentially be better too. Exactly.
2: Okay. It's definitely hard to put an exact figure on the cost of turnover, but anybody that's a business owner knows that it's there and it's going to be a significant cost. Just trying to find a replacement and get them onboarded and trained up. You know, with having an outsourced team, we have that coverage kind of ingrained in our, in our department. So if, if one person is going on vacation, there's somebody else right there that can jump in. Same if somebody leaves to go out and have a baby or has a significant illness or something like that. So there's really, you don't have that turnover cost. The other thing associated with that, with having someone leave, is the time factor. Many of the claims you know, have a 30-day time frame of which you can appeal or, or submit you know, a, a, a corrected claim. And if, you're, if that position's open, then nobody's doing that and you may lose out on that money altogether.
0: So we'll move on to number three then. I will lose visibility and control of my RCM operations if I outsource. So Tanya, can you speak to that?
3: Sure, Sure. So let's break that into the two components. First of losing visibility. That is something we do here, um, but if your outsourced RCM group is doing the right service, the RCM group will be providing reporting on a monthly, if not more frequent basis to allow you as the administrator or the business manager, whatever the, the setup might be for your ASC or your practice, that visibility is actually Um, not reduced but instead increased because you have a team of people at an outsourced RCM company such as ours, you have a team of people dedicated to your business. That means not only billers dedicated but also managers are dedicated to making sure that your RCM experience is as productive and as efficient as possible. So that visibility is not reduced, but rather it is heightened because you have multiple people focused on that piece of business. Whereas we all know an administrator, business manager, they have a lot of items on their plate. And so while the revenue cycle can sometimes be pushed to the back burner until a cash flow issue arises, the role of an of an outsourced RCM team is to have that be their day in and day out focus, thus visibility is increased. Regarding the second point, um, Leah, you made regarding control, potentially losing control of revenue cycle operations, if anything, it should be the exact opposite. We as an RCM company, we implement the controls, the constraints, if you will, that our clients want to see in place. And so we are not making decisions just based on what we think might be the client's direction. We always make sure that we have a very clear directive from the clients so we implement their wishes and the controls that they want to see in place. Additionally, we view an outsourced RCM team very much just an appendage, if you will, of the business functions. So that visibility, that control, we are always available. There's multiple people on the team ready for a phone call at any time. Truly, even though we may not be sitting within the office, our job is to service the client, and so we are a phone call or an email away. Okay, well, and that
0: kind of leads us into myth number four which is keeping all RCM operations
3: inside our organization will keep data more secure. Sure, I can speak to that one as well. Our organization, we do not have any requirement to outsource RCM to our company that would require our clients to use a a software that's proprietary to us. Instead, our model's a little bit different and we believe in keeping the data with the clients. And so any platform the client uses is one that we then peer into, if you will. We don't take it in-house, but instead we remote into their systems that allows their data to stay on their servers or to stay in their web client, whatever their, their systems allow, and um, therefore it, it remains secure. Okay. And I, I'm not sure if you already said this, but is that common for other RCM firms? You know, that, um, th- it's a mix out in the industry okay. right now. There's quite a few larger RCM firms that do transition the, the practices or the ASCs mm-hmm. over to their own proprietary software. That's just not a model that we think is in, in the long run, that's not a model we think that's in our client's best interest. Right.
0: So basically, if it's something you are concerned with already, if you're afraid of lo- losing control, look for a firm that's yeah there are firms out there that do
3: there there use are. your
0: own system. okay.
1: And yes. lead, I'll just add and can that work? absolutely if if that RCM group is is very transparent and and provides a lot of data if they are using their own proprietary or their own software to to file your your claims. but i I would just add that 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 appears and seems to be one of the biggest points of frustration when that does happen that that we hear from various clients that, again, they just don't have the accessibility and the visibility into uh, the RCM's software. So again, we, we made the conscious decision to utilize the software that, that our clients currently have in place so that, again, as Tanya mentioned, it's, it's like we are sitting there in their back office, you know, right. working those, those accounts just like somebody was literally sitting there. And, you are and so team. we are tied right into their system that they have access to at any given moment, at any given time, and, and fully transparent.
0: Okay, so myth number five is billing patients is the most important part of RCM. A full service RCM vendor isn't necessary. What would you say?
2: I'm not in our experience, I guess is what I would say. I mean, uh, that may work for some groups out there. Um, but we found, and our model is full service for the most part, um, just because it's all so interconnected. The revenue cycle management component it is very much a a flow chart. You know that if you make if you have an error in the beginning on the claim, if you're reading the op report wrong or the super bill wrong or something like that, it's going to flow through all the way through the insurance, through the secondary, through the patient's responsibility. So. We find that getting involved with all aspects provides a better turnout for the client.
1: And I'll just add that, yes, in communicating what we're finding on a routine basis, again, that's, we're we're in daily communication, whether that's email or phone with our clients. And so as we see a big issue that can be corrected right away, we're gonna communicate that to our client right away so that that they can understand that and, and And that might be the front desk person that's handling that interaction with the patient. It might be the physician that's coding incorrectly without just having enough information. And so we want to communicate that to to our clients right away so that they can make those adjustments. You have the ability to do that.
0: Okay. I want to find a way to tie this up because we've made it through our five myths. (laughs) We've debunked all of them. Do you guys have any like closing remarks or anything you want to end on, something to encourage people when, if they're looking for outsourcing? What do they need to do?
1: I'd encourage the client to, to explore it, even if, again, they, they may there may be a lot of reasons to, to not outsource your RCM, but it probably is a good practice, again, even if you have internal people, to have an outside group. Do an analysis on your internal group and see if there is opportunity for improvement. And and provide some coaching for internal improvement if you during that analysis you find that um, you may potentially be better off outsourcing based on looking at all the pros and cons then there's certainly many groups out there but uh, you can certainly look at that to to improve whether again it's internal or consider outsourcing as as for some of the reasons that we discussed today Mm -hmm. to uh, to look at that as an outsource option.
0: Okay, so no one-size-fits-all approach, but at least make sure you're going into making the decisions with actual facts and not myths like this, driving your decisions. Sure. Okay. Well, thank you everybody for joining me. Um, I appreciate having you here. Yes, thank, you. Thank, you. thank you. Thanks for listening to the MCG Podcast. Listen to more medical industry podcasts by visiting medcgroup.com. Then click the podcast icon or subscribe on your favorite podcast provider.